So let's head to the Yarra Valley and uh, we'll have a chat with Sarah Crow, a good friend of the show. We we seem to get you on all the time for these things, Sarah. <laughs> we have spoken <laughs> a couple of times, haven't we? Haven't we? Um, oh, look, congratulations on on the awards. You, uh, it uh, was certainly a big a big list of uh, of accolades for you. Yeah. Yeah. Pleased with the results. It's um so. Let me just run through them for everyone. So Yarra Yering was named Winery of the Year. Uh, you had your dry red number one was the Wine of the Year and also the Red Wine of the Year. Uh, uh, and then, it, sorry, <laughs> then that won the category, the varietal category of Cabernet and Family, so meaning all the Cabernets. And uh, and then you also won your, with the Cab Sev, uh, the Caritas Cab Sev, um, 2019. Yeah, it was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I read I read something that um, your viticulturalist, Andrew George, uh, was quoted some time ago saying, and I think it's probably really just describes, um, you know, why you did win all of these. I mean, he said, um, we're building on where we're at and we're just getting better and better. Um, yeah. And I love that philosophy because, you know, Bailey Caritas was, was a legend and a, and a visionary. And, and you guys are, are continuing that, but not just, you know, copying and, and doing the same, but actually, as, as Andrew said, you know, getting better and better at it. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, I guess a lot of people might have thought when I first went to Yarra Yering that it's all kind of set in stone and that, you know, it might be a little bit um, boring or uh, something along those lines. But, you know, Andrew and I have got so many cool projects happening. Mm. We're really um, investing back in the vineyard, and I think that's that's number one. And I, I always say that vineyard is key, and I somehow always end up talking about the vineyard more than the winemaking. Huh. Um, and, you know, he, he himself is so dedicated to that vineyard and getting the best out of it. And we just, um, we seem to be, the inputs we're doing, the, you know, we're retrellising, um, we're really thinking about every detail along the way in how we can make the vines happier and healthier and therefore mm. give us better flavour in the grapes and, and a better um, chemistry balance in the grapes. Mm. It's, it's, it, well, it's obviously working. Um, but uh, but it is great to to have that philosophy that you know it's you don't just yeah like you say you know keep going the same as you always have and and that you really are wanting to to uh, you know adapt the vineyard to to suit you know and conditions you know are changing slightly aren't they you know from certainly when when they were planted back in the sixties to to now you know fifty fifty years or whatever it's um you know, that's, yeah. But they're still the right varieties, obviously, if they're winning awards like this. Yes, and I guess uh, the vineyard was, was planted um, to a whole range of varieties quite early on. It's quite unusual, I suppose, for one vineyard to do um, that broad arrange, arrangement of varieties and do them well. But everything from kind of Chardonnay and Pinot through to Shiraz and Cabernet, and then we also have some of the the Iberian Peninsula varieties, the Portuguese varieties um, that are traditionally used for making fortifieds, so Tarrega Nacional and Tintacal and the likes of that. So, mm. I mean, it's even bold back then for someone like Dr Caritas to to actually um, put all those varieties in. And, you know, I guess 
there was a lot of trial and error in the beginning as well. There's varieties that went in and came out or mm-hmm. they weren't in the right position in the vineyard and so they came out um, and got trialed somewhere else. So, you know, we, we're also still experimenting, I suppose, um, in a lot of ways to kind of see what else might be out there for us and particularly, you know, in another 50 years' time. That's That's what we're doing at the moment. We're kind of going, okay... 50 years ago, this this was planted and this was tried. These have worked. Where do we need to be in another 50 years? So what do we need to be doing and planting? Yeah. Um, and what arrangement, what row orientation um, to ensure that, you know, we have... We've had a, an amazing um, history uh, and the present's pretty special at the moment as well, but how do we guarantee that the future um, continues the trend? So, mm. yeah, that's the challenge we kind of set ourselves. Yeah, but you're obviously relishing that challenge um, by the sounds. Um, yeah. Was there much um, documentation from back in the early days um, that you sort of inherited when you started, um, at, um, you know, when you came to Yarra Earring? No, not really. And I guess my connection to what Dr. Caritas used to do was through um, Paul Bridgman, who was the winemaker before me, mm-hmm. and... You know, he he was very loyal to Dr. Caritas and um, he was the one who kind of passed on really verbally. Um, there are some some winery books. There's a lot of kind of code in there, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which, you know, I guess if I sat down for a really long time, which I have tried from time to time, I can kind of decipher, I think, what happened. But really, it's just been, been talking to Paul and, and taking that on board and, um, bringing our own kind of um, spin on things as well. Yeah. Um, you talk about uh, some fun projects and, and interesting projects. Uh, this year you, you released the spark, uh, a Sparkling, so Sparkling from Pinot um, Noir, and, and then also a Riesling with um, so residual sugar of 76 grams, which is uh, huge, but obviously it's completely imbalanced or you wouldn't leave yeah. much sugar in there. <laughs> I mean, that was really fun and that was just a response to the 2020 season where it was a little bit, um, or a little bit or a lot challenging um, with, it was a cool season, but we had a lot of rain and the, the Riesling that would normally have gone into our Warramate range um, got a bit of botrytis and then, you know, we kind of cleaned that up and it, the fruit desiccated a little bit. There was still a little bit of botrytis hanging around and it, it was never going to make a good table wine. Mm. So we really decided to kind of push that boat out a little bit and um, and go with that style, which is something that, that we hadn't done before. And it's really delicious. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but tiny quantities as well. It was like yeah, 500 right. litres because, you know, wow. when, when the fruit desiccates, you lose, you lose a lot of it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But... You know, we like to challenge ourselves and push ourselves. And if it doesn't work, we don't bottle it. But, you know, when it when it comes together, um, it's, you know, it's, it's good very to do proudly these little the projects. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's obviously something you won't necessarily do every year because, you know, the Riesling may be spectacular as a table wine next year. And and that's that's where it, it goes to, I guess. Um, For sure. But also the Riesling got pulled out after that vintage. Oh. Um <laughs> Yeah, so it's so a collector's line. item already. It is. It's the last vintage of the of the Warramate Riesling. Yeah, um, yeah we we've pulled that out because you know when we when we do these new kind of trials and plantings in the vineyard, you know we're limited for space, and so something has to 
come out for us to to rework a section of the vineyard and um and that was yeah that was earmarked for the where the riesling was so mm. it was a bit of fun to do it for its last hurrah yeah that is fun <laughs> that will be that will be a, a little um uh, when you look back in history it'll be a weird little sort of Wow, what was what was going on that year? Um, totally, you know, someone in thirty years' time who's doing my job will say, "Why did they do that in 2020? <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Um, you uh, you've got uh, Yerry Earring's got a um, a really strong and amazing um, membership base, and it obviously harks back to the days of, of Dr. Caritas and and you know all of the friends that he built over the time who would who would buy his wine and and you know there there is an invitation only membership base um it's what does a lineup of awards like this mean to those people and 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 what has been their response to to these wines i'm i'm imagining the phone would have rung off the hook straight away <laughs> yeah um those those members had access to these wines um, back in May, and largely they, you know, they're so loyal. They secure, you know, what they what they want um, straight away because they don't want to miss out. Um, and then, you know, they they may have. Um, we've been quite busy with orders, so I haven't really been able to look into it. But you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of them kind of doubled up on their on their order after getting mm. this third-party endorsement from the Halliday Tasting Panel. Mm. So I guess um, I think the really what I love about this and watching what the sales have been in the last week or so is that there's a lot of people buying one or two bottles and, and that really says to me that this is people who aren't familiar, familiar with Yarra Yering putting a toe in the water and mm. going, well, that sounds really special. What's all the fuss about? I feel like I need to try it. And so it, you know, reaching new customers through awards like this or, you know, first-time Yarra Yering um, uh, buyers, I think is probably the most exciting thing for me mm. to come from these awards. Yeah, that's great, isn't it? Really just just extends that exposure way beyond Victoria. And, you know, on, on your website, it talks about, um, you know, you think you've got the best wines in the Yarra Valley. Um, I'd say arguably, definitely, um, some of. And, um, but, I mean, it's... It's Australia-wide, the recognition, you know, within the wine community and wine drinking community, um, but also worldwide. Have you got much of a presence, do you think, um, you know, overseas in restaurants and things like that? Yeah, we do. Um, and it's it's quite historical as well. Um, there's not a lot of new markets really for us and we, we never, we weren't really a big player in China, so those tariffs haven't really impacted on us. Um, largely Asia. Asia is our, I guess it's our neighbour, and um, that's that's where a lot of the wine goes. And But to be honest, the UK has really um, gone from strength to strength in the last, say, three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and already <laughs> some some of them are kind of making, reaching out and saying, when do we get to 2019? And it's like... <laughs> No, we have a cellaring program for you guys, so you don't have to sit on the stock. Um, so you'll just have to be patient. But the wine's not going to, um, you know, the wine's not going to um, fail in that time. In fact, no. it might just uh, settle down a little bit and um, express itself uh, more readily in the glass. Um, on on that cellaring um, point, we've had a question text in from Christopher, who. Um, 
I actually missed his question. Last time you were on, he asked about the, the Caritas Cabernet and, and how long to put them away for. Um, but also, so he's got a 19 Dry Red number one and a 19 Caritas Cab Sav. So yep. what, what would you say is, would be an optimum um, cellaring sort of, you know, life for that, those wines? Yeah, I guess the first point to make is that, um, you know, the evolution in the wine style since I've been there has been to make them just a little more um, open-knit is the best way I can describe it instead of tight-knit. Um, so the wines are less closed on release and a little bit more accessible. So... I guess I like to say to people, if it feels like the right time to open New Yarra Yering and enjoy it, then that is the right time. As in the right occasion when, time. Yeah, the yeah, right occasion. Yeah. If you feel like, you know, you're busting to, to try it, then you, you're not going to feel like you've, um, you know, created a crime. You will still definitely enjoy that wine. Yeah. Um, we, we do know, because of the, the vineyard resource, that these, in particular Cabernet, will sell her for... Easily, I would say, up to 30 or 40 years. Um, but for me, when I look at those 19s, I feel like the, the Cabernets will be really singing at about 5 to 10 years. Right. So, and obviously we're doing 5 years on top of 2019. So, 2024 yeah. to yeah. 30. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, Christopher, hopefully that helps you. Hopefully you've got enough so you can try it at various stages. Yeah, I mean, the that's path, the best, and that's isn't it? That's the key, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, the, uh, the other part of his question, which was also on my list, is um, uh, we love the guys at Four Pillars, and, and you guys have, have, pair, have um, joined forces for a collaboration. Tell us a little bit about that with uh, the Four Pillars Gin. Yeah, I guess it really started um, a couple of years back when... Um, Stu Gregor from Four Pillars was visiting Yarra Yering with a group and um, taking them on a bit of a wine wine tour of Victoria. And amongst that kind of um, time when they were at Yarra Yering, he, he said, oh, could we get a couple of old Yarra Yering barrels to put some, some gin in and, and mature in barrel? It would be a little bit different. Mm. I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. Um and so we did that, and then I guess over the next uh, 18 months or so, they just kind of thought, what are we going to do uh, with this kind of barrel-matured spirit that we've got? And, um, yeah, Cam approached me and said, what do you think about a single vineyard bloody Shiraz gin? And I thought that was bloody brilliant. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and And, you know, for us, it wasn't like we were looking to, to sell any fruit, but we just knew that they would be so respectful in the way yeah. that they interacted with us and, and included us in, in what they were doing um, that it was really a bit of a no-brainer. And I guess it's a little bit of that being a little bit experimental, um, which Andrew, George and I kind of like to, to challenge ourselves a little bit. And this was kind of one of those times where I just thought, yep, yeah, why not? Um, let's do something a little bit fun. And I guess the the other side of, of that is that, you know, Yarra Yering has been um, seen to be, I guess, you know, quite traditional, mm -hmm. um, a wine brand for a long time. And this is just a way for us to show that, you know, we don't mind having a bit of fun as well. 
Yeah, I think that that as you were speaking, then it was that exact point came to mind because you know you are the, the labels are still the traditional look uh, that they were, and and you're really holding um, firm on that, and I think that's awesome. And um, but then you can also step away from what would potentially be you know a fairly staid sort of um, brand, but you can go and do these these collaborative projects and actually allow the brand to to have a bit of fun and have a bit of um you know, a celebration yeah for sure um, um it's, it's been and it was so well received they just released it on friday and it sold out that afternoon seriously? so wow. <laughs> crazy yeah so i was going to say you're going to sell you're going to um stock it at the sell at all but that's really a moot point no no i <laughs> they were we were going to be able to use some at some dinners we were planning to have but obviously with the pandemic, they're not going to happen now. Yeah. Um, and it was going, it was selling like hotcakes. So they rang and said, how many of those bottles do you need? And I said, none, go none, for it. <laughs> well, I hope you saved one for your place. Um, we opened one on Friday with the team at lunch. Oh, so, oh, yeah. Um, well, Sarah, thank you. It's um, it's so great to, to see um, the success and, and it'll just keep getting better and better in the words of Andrew. Um, now, um, so. I, I noticed that you were, so we're talking holiday awards, but there are some, there are a few serious awards around in the industry and, and obviously not too far back, we talked about, um, you know, winery of the year that was, um, awarded by Real Review and, um, and you're up for, you're a finalist for the Gourmet Traveller Wine, um, winemaker of the year. So, um. That will be, I suppose, coming out in the next month or so. We'll, we'll know who wins that. Yep, September, I believe. Um, yeah, you, you miss out on your dinner again, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, I think we're just cancelling the rest of the year, aren't we? And hoping yeah. to enjoy Christmas with friends and family now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that uh, it is a shame because you know these and even the holiday awards that got cancelled just one week. Before there, you would have such... bought your frock and everything. Oh well, I hadn't, hadn't been able to get to a shop. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I love about them is is how industry comes together to yeah. and celebrates each other's wins. Um, and even though we couldn't have the holiday awards dinner celebration, you know the messages of congratulations and support from the industry. Um, it's really warms your heart it does so it's yeah. such a beautiful industry to be in that's awesome and and you know um tyson we we had him on a couple of weeks ago to sort of um discuss you know the the award night and how we could watch it online that sort of thing he would love to hear that that you know winning these awards actually exposes you to uh, you know a much broader um, you know, client base or customer base than, than you had before it. And, and I think, you know, that's one of the really great things that, that the holiday book and um, and the awards do. So um, It has an amazing reach, yeah, that's for sure. absolutely. Um, well, Sarah, good luck getting through all of the um, the orders that you, no doubt, all of that you said you've got coming in. So, um, and, uh, and we will keep chatting, I'm sure, because uh, there are lots more to tell in the Sarah Crow story. 